Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of the Self Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self Build Magazine. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Dave Magner, who, with his wife Lisa, built his home on a forested piece of land. This fabulous new build project was featured in the spring 2023 edition of Self Build Magazine, which you can get as part of a Self Build Plus subscription. Go to selfbuild.ie for full details. So, Dave, thanks for joining us. I guess we might as well start with the backstory. I think Lisa's parents gave you this fabulous plot to build on. And um, and where'd you go from there? Yeah, exactly. Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, good to chat about this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, basically, it started off with... Um, we got a piece of, we got offered a lovely little bit of land at the back of Lisa's parents' site, um, which is was great, but it was full of trees and stuff. So we then had to try and figure out how, what we wanted to build, how we wanted to build it and all that kind of stuff. So, and also figure out how to sensitively clear the land. Okay. And so, so what, uh, what, what happened next? Um, oh, well, you know, Everything starts with the architect, so we kind of we worked with um, a really good local architect to try and get us through the planning process. Um, someone who has good experience with uh, Mick Brown, someone who has good experience with the Wicklow Council, and understanding what they want and their their needs. So, yeah, we 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 drew up some plans, and rather than going with like a broad strokes submission. We want. We decided, why not just do close to final plans for the pl- for the planning rather than broad strokes? I uh, just didn't want to have to go through the architecture process twice, you know. Yeah, yeah. So in the hope that Wicklow would be very kind to you with their uh, <laughs> in their approach to planning. So what yeah. was the design? Walk us through the design. 
Yeah, well, the design, the way we wanted to, to have, we always wanted to have open living space, but um, generous and comfortable um, private space, if you know what I mean. So we were very keen on, on lots, lots of light, open space, modern, um, really efficient. Efficiency is kind of a theme of this whole house that we wanted. We didn't want any wasted space. And we didn't want anything that wasn't that didn't perform a function, you know. Um, we didn't want to build something big. We wanted to build something as small as we could, but still tick all of our boxes. So we kind of went down that route of of creating a bit of a light and space machine, you know. Right. Okay. So so from the outside as well, there was um, there's quite a bit of a, a design process as well of how the house would look wasn't there how did yeah, that yeah absolutely i mean you know we had multiple different things in mind for how the house would look visually from the outside um initially we wanted to have it clad because we're surrounded by some really beautiful old forestry next door uh, they have they have redwoods they have oaks they have all kinds of beautiful ash and, and beach and stuff so we've got a lot of borrowed landscaping next door and we wanted the house to sit into that rather than fight against it. So we wanted to clad it initially, but um, that was determined as not being in keeping with the area by the Wicklow Council. So we weren't allowed clad anything. Um, that was that was made very clear. So we kind of... Are had there to houses and- next to you? What's next there, to you? What's, yeah. Now, we're in Delgany here, so there are more houses next to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot being built. So there's, there's um, Lisa's parents' houses over at the end of the garden, and it's, it's down a, a cul-de-sac street that is mainly dormer houses. So the council wanted us to do, build something in keeping with the area. So... You know, we didn't really want to build a dormer. I don't think dormers are necessarily like the best option for efficiency. So we ruled that out. Um, so we decided to go with a dark render rather than cladding to try and drop it into the trees behind us. And also in order to try and um, fulfill the council's needs or compromise with the council a little bit, we um we built it exactly to the centimeter the same height as lisa's parents house which is at the end of the garden just to be kind of like look it's not a dormer but it's it's exactly the same height as a dormer we're not we're not we're not going when there's no pitch roof yeah so then so the, the how about the the stone cladding was that to soften the the yeah, modernist the look or was what was the idea by, for that yeah, it was just to try and add a little bit more natural texture to the house because I was a bit concerned that we'd end up with a big grey box, you know, and a, like a big grey box, it's nice and modern and stuff, but it's not very soft. So we 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 had a can we have a cantilever outside the front door. We decided to clad the whole inside of that with stone, and then the the windows around the house. I was pretty determined to put in timber windows just to, again, add some natural texture, soften everything. But everyone I talked to about timber windows was just told me not to, not, not to do it for the maintenance reasons. 
and I was pretty stubborn about it. Um, and eventually I, I, I started looking elsewhere and trying to figure out how I could have the best of both worlds. And I know like aluminium windows are, are popular and all this kind of stuff and, st- and, and metal, but um, I ended up going for PVC windows because I just love the flexibility of style you can get with them now. They like, they're low profile. Um, on the inside, they're dark gray, but on the outside, they're a cherry timber finish, which is exactly what I wanted, but there's zero maintenance. So I know PVC windows can be a bit of a dirty word, but honestly, I, I really think that, that that's, that's not relevant to what PVC windows are anymore. They're, they're almost indistinguishable from, from more expensive options, you know, but more flexible. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. That's true. Yeah. So the in terms of the the energy efficiency you were talking about, that was the, you you went for passive house um, design, didn't you? So was that yeah. factored in from the very beginning, or did that come it late? It was. It was always part of this plan to try and create a house that was super efficient because I kind of knew that building a house would be this huge financial outlay that would just would, would be no matter what would be big so i kind of figured why not make it a bit bigger it's going to be painful either way why not make it a bit bigger and invest in the fact that i'm going to be living in this house for a long time and make it really efficient and spend the money up front yeah and so how did that over the years um oh sorry there was a delay on the thing and make it really efficient yeah yeah mm. so so how did that did that have any kind of knock-on effect on the design itself it funnily enough it didn't really you know um just thinking about it here no i don't think we had to make any compromises in order to make it passive because it was kind of part of the fabric of the design from the beginning so uh the design was geared around leaving enough room for ventilation ducts, leaving enough space for for all the various bits and bobs and the the machinery and that kind of stuff. So because we had decided on it from the start, the compromises felt minor. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, and the shape and the, the that monolithic kind of structure. I suppose you weren't were sprawling out for <laughs> miles out as no. well. Yeah, yeah, the shape was already taking that into exactly. account. It's a box, yeah. you know, box, boxes are really handy because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're efficient, you know? Yeah, yeah. So how do you go about the building method then? How did you choose how to build the house? Um, well, like initially I was leaning into this idea of efficiency again and I was hoping, I was hoping to go down the road of, you know, um, panels, wall panels prefabricated in the factory and arrive on site and go up really quickly. And so I was talking to a bunch of people about that and ended up um, going with a builder who, who, who specializes in steel, light gauge steel framework rather than timber framework. You're starting to see it more and more in Ireland, but it's, it's, it's pretty popular in the UK where you're, you're, you're building the frame out of steel and it can go up like a, it can go up very quickly like a bit of a jigsaw, but it can also be assembled off-site and brought on-site. And that was the plan uh, when I when, when, when the builder came on board, but actually it wasn't the reality. The reality was the, the, the steel got delivered on-site and had to be assembled and put up. So it didn't turn out, it didn't turn into the most efficient build like I'd wanted, 
but I think I think that's probably down to the industry over here just being a little bit slower to streamline, you know, than than other other countries. So we're a little bit behind in the in the in the in the methodology department, you know. Yeah. So t- is, when when were you building? Remind us. We were building. God, it was two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Right before COVID hit, I guess. Right yeah. before COVID. So COVID came, and uh, the build the build was pretty much done, and we spent COVID painting. <laughs> oh, that was good timing on your part. <laughs> it was, we, we we could get in and do some bits, you know. Now the problem when you're painting your own house is, we were painting away, and then the painter came in after COVID and said, you know. We'll have to do it all again. <laughs> so it was probably more of an exercise in keeping us sane than it was in being um, savvy. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, walk us through that whole process of the steel frame. So, how what were what were the steps? You were saying it could have been a bit more efficient than it was. Yeah, but... like, it just I think you know, if assembling anything on site um, in Ireland. It just adds complexity. It adds weather issues. It adds, you know, it, it adds problems. And if you if you can assemble entire walls in a warehouse, stick them on the back of a truck and deliver them to site and just assemble them, then you can stick to a schedule that is really uh, concise. But I think anytime you're doing anything on site in the weather in Ireland, things just grow legs and... And the process expands, you know, so it did go up quickly. It was the quickest part of the whole process was the uh, framework of the house going up. You know, you could walk around what the rooms would be for quite a long time. You know, that that went up in that went up in a couple of days because it's uh, pre-cut lengths numbered that can be assembled, you know, so quite, quite good in that respect. And um, did you did you connect to the, like the way timber frame the foundations have to be done a certain way so you can connect to them? Was there did you have to was that done by there, yourselves or how did there was they, there was something some allocation? Do you know what I think it was actually? I think that they were just mount they were just drilled down into the concrete. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. It's um, okay. It's uh, yeah. I can't remember how they fixed the steel frame to the foundation. But there was definitely a system in play. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so they didn't do the foundations for you. You you arranged that yourself. Oh separately. no, they did the foundations also. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so they did the whole lot. Okay, they, the builders, the builders that, did everything right up until the last twenty percent, if you know what I mean. Okay, so then, so so walk us through those stages from from start to finish. So um, we. So from the point where you you actually had the builder on site, so they showed up um, to clear the site, do the foundations. Did that take very long? That's probably a fairly quick process. Only enough that that went really quickly. That like the foundation going down, the frame going up, even the up upper frame went up, and then we had some some RSJ steel had to go in for cantilevers and for for particular areas structural areas in the building and i think we got there was there was a delay there that seemed to run for weeks to get the cantilever piece of steel in um i never really got a handle on why it was so delayed but i think something was the wrong size 
And when the steel's that big and it's the wrong size, it's you know, it's 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 work, and then the crane can't come on the second, the, the right day, and it knocks on. So uh, there was a delay there, and we were looking at the frame of a house for quite a long time. Uh, it wasn't weatherproofed, and um, yeah, that seemed to drag on for a good while before they started um, getting it weatherproof, essentially. Yeah. And was that an issue to leave the steel out in the weather? And no, because it's uh, it's light gauge stainless, so there was no rusting happening. It's uh, it's fairly weatherproof, so that wasn't an issue from a materials point of view, but it was an issue from a um, just a schedule point of view, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then, so so then, what was the next phase? Was it the, the so, roof going in or walls? Yeah, the or roof, roof, uh, roof going on. Uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they had to weatherproof it. So uh, weatherproofing it all up, um, sticking all the particle board and all that stuff on it. And um, I think the insulation would, would have been going on soon enough after that, after the roof. The um, Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, then, so it was layer by layer. They basically added on. They had their steel frame, like sticks, really of temp of steel, yeah. and then they just layered on as you would. Kind of, it's it's very manual process, I suppose. Ah, yeah, put up Every, yeah, every and sheet, then, every, and then you is. need to stay on top of all the all the workmanship on site. I guess there's a bit exactly more room for all human the human error. All the um, the the deliveries, you know, making sure that when the tile guy comes in, that the the tiles are there. You know, there was a couple of occasions where plumbers came to fit things, and there was nothing for them to fit, and you know, just that kind of stuff um, happens on every build, you know. But I just think it's getting harder and harder to to get plumbers and electricians and trade and and the, and like the the key tradesmen in. So you really just like need to have everything that they need there when you get them, you know, because there could be two weeks before they're back. Yeah, yeah. So so then the builder organized up to what point then? Did you have him just make the house weather tight? Was that the contract? No, no, the, the builder, the builder um, and the architect combo were... were um, they were meant to do everything. The entire build to turnkey. Okay, so they're the ones who kind of drop the, missed the boat there with uh, organizing trades and uh, it was, having yeah, stuff on site. Or was that your your responsibility? It was, it was, I was ordering things from the UK as well. And there was just like, you know, it was, yeah, it wasn't the smoothest operation, but it, um, you know, the, they weren't the main delays. We got done, yeah. The, I think yeah. the main delays were more around... Um, there being financial stoppages, you know, where the builder maybe had a couple of jobs on the go at once and, you know, there was maybe a bit of a financial hole from one job leaking into another, you know, the classic worrisome scenarios. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think there was, we went away for a month, for example, at one point we went away and we were like, okay, when we will go away and we'll come back and, there'll be loads of progress and we went away and we came back and there was no progress you know zero so it was kind of like okay this is this is derailing now you know because unless we are there 
standing like like understanding the process and and driving it forwards it's not going to get done so I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds, videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Okay. So so what was the contract you had in place? Did you sign a contract with the builder? Oh, absolutely. What was yeah. the arrangement? The arrangement was full full build contracts, you know, start to finish. Okay, based on the construction drawings. Yeah, exactly, based on the construction drawings and some of the uh, there's obviously a lot of um what are those sums? POC are they or they're PC sums. Yeah. So an estimate yeah, of how much sums, exactly. There was loads of PC sums. <laughs> and they are they were constantly moving you know um as we as we like we moved the goalposts a lot as well during the build like it's a real learning process you you walk into a room that you've designed and you it doesn't feel right and you need to you need to move something you need to lower a wall you need to widen a door you need to do all this kind of stuff but you don't know until you're standing in the room you can guess but you don't know until you're standing in the room Yeah, yeah. So so how did you how did you keep on top of the budget then because it's there's a lot of um, um really it, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the budget the budget kind of just uh grew and grew and you know it was it, it didn't come in on budget anyway, but it it came in okay, but it didn't come in on budget and some things just drifted because things took longer like there was a couple of couple of decisions that maybe were put in as a pc sum that weren't properly thought through um the the time ramifications the perfect example of that is probably our uh, skirting boards we put in these recessed skirting boards uh, that have like a shadow gap you know where the board ends and the and the the render of the wall begins mm-hmm. all around the house all around the architraves and stuff So I think we had we had down like a very minimal PC sum but in reality it took two weeks for the for the team to put the skirting boards in in the way that looked right you know right. so that was one of those things that just like ballooned you know and mm-hmm. at the same time not only did it financially balloon but it it kicked the schedule of the entire build two weeks yeah and was and that, that the biggest delay then no no there were, <laughs> there were there were other delays there were there were we had um the rendering of the house was a big issue uh we had guys come in and they were putting they their corners weren't straight they were putting the wrong 
um, the wrong corner moldings on the corners. They weren't corner moldings, and eventually we had to we had to we had to get rid of them because they were just doing such a terrible job. Um, so then we had to the the guys on the build were trying to do it and that wouldn't work. So we had to hire someone else outside, and he had to come take it all off, take all the work that had been done off, and go again. And there was a good few of those kind of um, false starts, you know. That um that are quite substantial actually you know the rendering of a house is a big job, um and it's expensive so it was one of those painful budgetary scenarios. So how do you resolve that with the builder? I presume they said you were liable to. The, or was that what, at, how did that, that get sorted? Stage, at that stage, we worked out a, uh, an arrangement where I took it out of the hands of the builder and I just sorted it because. I couldn't move into a house that wasn't rendered and it needed to be done, you know, and at this stage, I think communication with the builder had, had broken down significantly. Um, and I was now at that stage project managing the finish of the build along with the architect who had previously been a partner with the builder, but he, he stayed on to see me through, you know, and, uh, the builder kind of, he, he just vanished. <laughs> <laughs> so but how did you leave it with him if he had someone put up the mark that you took down he probably wanted like, to get paid for that uh, above everything i just wanted everything to be ended on a fair note and i just wanted fairness from every scenario and i wanted to be fair to people and i wanted people to be fair to me so we there was a lot of sitting down and figuring things out who owed who what what was what happened what didn't happen and in the end, you know, we, we like, we parted on somewhat okay terms, you know, where it was fine. You know, he, he ran out of money on other jobs and he, and it came out that he was plugging our money into other jobs and then didn't have money to fulfill his end of the bargain. So, I just want. I just wanted to finish the house, you know. So yeah. we 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 kind of parted, um, and the architect kept going with me to help me finish, and I just moved on, you know. I I didn't. I was so stressed. It had been two years of building this house, and the 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 anxiety and the hassle. I just wanted to get it done. I wanted to move forwards. So I just kept moving forwards at, at any cost, you know, I just needed to get in. So that um, working with new people was key. And, you know, I found some great people who really helped me out and, 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 and got stuck in, you know, and, and people that used to work for the builder, his, his team, you know, he could no longer afford to pay them. So they left him and I paid them. <laughs> so they became my team yeah. while we finished the build, you know, and, and they saw me through, which is, which is brilliant. So, so um, how much were you out of pocket for then? It sounds like you had to cut your losses, was it? Yeah. I, you know what? I can't remember the exact figure, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a nothing amount. You know, it was, it was, yeah. it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, 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 and um, and so how did you how did you manage that phase then? So you already had your tradesman, at least that was that was something that you had there. Um, how how was the day to day on site? Did you have to show up? Like, yeah, did have, absolutely. Did you have to take time off work, or what would you do? Uh, you yeah, well, I I work for myself, so I kind of just scaled off scaled up my time off, and th this became my work, you know, and um, 
I actually like quite enjoyed the last phases because I had I had guys around me that I could trust and they were we were all working towards the same goal and they were good people. So I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. And like I know a lot of what we've talked about so far has been quite quite stressful and negative and stuff, you know, but in amongst it all, um, it was a fascinating process and you know, I learned loads. And that last phase where you know, we had a core team of guys who were good and we were all walk, working towards the same goal. It was actually great. I loved showing up every day and fixing, solving the problems of the day, you know. Um, and it was, it was, it was good because it was, everything was getting finished. Everything was getting done final, you know. And I could see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of after a very long, stressful process. I just think that if there's, if there's a, an element of your build that's dysfunctional, even if it costs you a little bit of money or it costs you something, remove it, you know, because it'll, it'll stress you out to no end to keep, to keep, um, keep something in the process that it, you're, it's working against you, you know? Mm. And at what stage did you, did you cut the builder out then? Was it when, was it at the, you, you still have had the house to finish in, internally, was it? Yeah, well, we had, um, like, we were second fix, uh, second fix electrics, and we were doing floors, and, and we were doing, we were, we were kind of getting into final stages of stuff. The rendering of the house wasn't done. The studio building, which I'm in now, which is my kind of workshop office, that was a lot less further along. So this, this was a bit behind. This was kind of first fix in some, in some elements. So there's still a good bit to do, you know, but it was all stuff that I could I could figure out, you know. None of it was structural building stuff that I just don't understand. So I could I could roll up my sleeves and learn about anything really, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and so then in terms of um, you know, quality control and stuff like that, how how often did the architect show up? Was that just for the mortgage or was he there as well as an independent advisor? He he was so the architect that did our planning um, wasn't the architect that ended up seeing the build through. We, the architect that saw the build through was uh, like, it was a builder architect partnership, you know, and mm -hmm. the builder went one way and the architect stuck with me. So the, he turned up every day. He was unbelievable. He was digging trenches for, for waste outlets. He was, he was in holes in the ground. He was putting in the, the soak pits in the, in the, in the garden. He was, he was, you know, he was he was up to his elbows in plaster and insulation, and you know, he was he was essential. He really got me over the line, and so he turned up every day. You know, yeah. So you had yeah, you had that that bit of yeah expertise. That exactly, that he, like he he knew exactly what what everything needed to be from a from a standards and and if, and like how things work. You know, so he was great. Yeah. And um, and just the the I guess those finishes themselves, um kitchen, bathrooms, things like that. What what really stood out or was there any troubleshooting or Um yeah, you know, the finishes are are kind of the fun bit, you know. Um I really enjoyed the the coming together of all of the things that sat in boxes for months and you're kind of hoping that you know your design decisions gel and work together and then the, when the finishes are going up it's brilliant uh there are always you know uh, things that happen like 
I learned one, one, one thing I really learned when you have people in doing those kind of things like tiles or anything, you know, um, when you have trades guys in and they're, they're doing specialist work and, you know, you need them there. Uh, if someone runs out of something, let's say someone is doing your tiles and they run out of spacers for your tiles and they're, you know, they're, they're like, I'll just go get some spacers. Don't let them go. <laughs> like you go get it yourself, you know, um, because if they go, they might not be back that day. They might not be back the next day. Just keep them on site. That's, that's that was one thing I really learned was like people that are there like working away, just like put you, you do the legwork to keep them working. And that, that, that was a lesson I learned really uh, towards the end. That's, that stood, stood to me from a schedule point of view. Okay. And um and what kind of grunt work did you have to do on site, like cleaning up and what was uh, a typical day like? Uh, everything, you know. It was I was I was I had a little one ton digger here on site. I was doing a lot of like work digging trenches. I was putting in um cabling for, for Wi Fi across across the out to the road. I was I was doing I was doing everything that needed to be done. I was insulating walls, I was I was painting. I was um, helping the lads with the uh, with the tim with the timber stuff and the, and the and the finishings. Um, yeah, I took I I put myself to work every day. Whatever needed to be done was the thing I did that day. You know. And did you have a routine? Was it like um, you know tidy every evening, or I don't know? Was there any? Or was it? Was, it, it was work work until you you're you can't you drop you can't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the fittest years of your life. Yeah, well, my back, my back was certainly feeling it. <laughs> and uh, so, how long did that take? That last bit of the process. The last bit of the process, I think it took probably about six weeks. Oh right, okay. Maybe, maybe two months. Okay, you went at a good pace there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good sprint, you know, because I felt like everyone was 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 working as hard as they could to to get us where we needed to get to you know and, and when you feel like that it gets it gives you good energy you've got you've got you've got extra gas in the tank when you feel like there's a team working here you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and just i guess the other thing would be the statutory stuff so um building control health and safety and all that kind of stuff was the architect taking charge of that or yeah. did you have yeah, to deal was. with any of that stuff he was we had um we had uh someone come around to do spot checks every now and then and we had oh, you someone, got an inspection really we oh. got an inspection yeah someone, yeah. someone doorstepped us and shut the site down <laughs> nice um because there were there were lads operating at a height on um on a bit of scaffolding rather than a like a official thing so that that only showed us shut us down for a day but that was quite early in the build and then um so that was health and safety guys that were there. Was, then. Yeah, it was building control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know, otherwise we had the architect making sure everyone was was safe on site, and, and and we had all our stuff set up from when the builder was there. So we were we were pretty we were pretty okay in that respect, I think. Yeah. So you had facilities like do you have like a portaloo and uh, somewhere yeah. to store stuff to. We had a cabin. A, oh, like, okay. Uh, it was like a builder's cabin that had a toilet and a kitchen. And uh, storage for all the bits and bobs. Okay, excellent. Um, and I don't know—is there anything else you wanted to touch upon? We haven't um, covered, I guess. I mean, like, I just—I—I'm—I'm I'm concerned that I've come across a little bit negative on 
on the building process. You know, um, we had a pretty difficult experience, but I just wanted to reiterate that, you know, anyone that is is listening to this that is thinking of of doing it and and i don't want to put anyone off because the juice is completely worth the squeeze you know it's 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 the hardest thing you'll ever do um it really like genuinely is it's one of those things that like people tell you and you go yeah yeah whatever you obviously did it wrong you know it's really (laughs) it's really really hard um but you know the juice is worth the squeeze because when you're when you're when you're when you build somewhere for yourself that's geared around you it's just an amazing it's an amazing experience that constantly the reward is grows constantly um so a a little bit of pain for a long long reward (laughs) uh, it would be would be like one thing i would like to kind of leave it on you know is don't don't be discouraged by by people who have bad experiences it's part of the process and you know like i know everything about this house I know absolutely everything about it um, through through attrition, but you know it's good to it's 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 the juice is worth the squeeze, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is is there anything about the design or the way the house is working that you would change with hindsight, or are you like puffed um, with the way it? Yeah, I think the only thing I would change is I'd probably put underfloor heating in my office because I have electric heaters, electric rads. Mm-hmm. they're just like they're just absolutely murder on electricity usage um so you know i should have given this building a bit more priority i just didn't think i'd be needing it so much but um otherwise design wise you know we put a lot of thought into the design we, we put a lot of effort into getting it right for our needs now we've just had a kid so um that might that might stress a couple of factors um with space and and layout but so far uh no no big no big regrets but let's wait till the kid is like free sticking their fingers everywhere yeah like i need to do a job on my stairs for example because it is the least child-friendly stairs on the planet um but you know we'll figure that out Ah, yeah. Listen, you you have. Oh, yeah. Your railings are kind of open, isn't it? There's they, no, are. they are. Yeah, yeah. They could stick their head through that. And they could. Sure. Just they those could. stair yokes that block the stairs off. You'd be grand. Yeah, I might need to get a cargo <laughs> net or something to put the, like run between them. <laughs> to <laughs> catch them if they fall, like <laughs> to put a big trampoline at the bottom of the stairs. A <laughs> yeah, whole circus act there for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, that's great stuff. Well, listen, thanks so much for your time. and um... Great chatting to you. Join us next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. And if you haven't already, subscribe to Self-Build Plus. It'll give you full access to the selfbuild.ie website, including the Self-Build Plus journey, which is your step-by-step guide to self-building and home improving. Your membership also gives you first access to all videos and podcasts, as well as access to our members-only Facebook group, which features regular Facebook Live events. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.